And welcome, my friends, once again to the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast. If you're left, you just ain't right. And let's get right into it. Uh, let's start off with Neon Dion Sanders, uh, NFL great, Hall of Famer, and very successful college recruiter and college head coach. He is now the coach of the University of Colorado, where the Buffaloes play. And he seems to be, according to Mark Harris at theoutkick.com, apparently he's in the middle of a religious controversy with an atheist group stating that uh, Coach Sanders is a coach, not a pastor. Yes, and uh, members of most activist atheist groups are not atheists, they're assholes who want to control people and hate religion. Now, if you're an atheist, you don't believe in God, that's your business, that's your choice. But uh, why would you care if someone else was religious? I've never understood this. It's, it's like saying, you know, I'm a vegetarian, my damn neighbor eats steak and chicken and fish, and I'm a vegetarian. I am enraged. Well, that's not your business. Some people in the world, folks, just don't know where their business stops. And then there's a fence. And then there's other people's business. They can't stay off of that fence. They're climbing over it, cutting holes in it, doing something, trying to burn it down to go mind someone else's damn business. When I was growing up, they were called busybodies. Uh, But here is the story. Deion Sanders has been the head coach at Colorado for just three months. Uh, he already finds himself in the middle of a controversy involving his religion. You see, primetime, Deion Sanders is uh, is a Christian. Specifically, an attention-seeking atheist group is upset that Sanders, who is again a Christian, meaning they believe in Jesus and the salvation through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. You're familiar with it, I'm sure. Uh, prays and speaks of his religion around his team. Well, if if Coach Sanders is a coach, coaches talk about all kind of things with, with their team. It's like, uh, why would you care if he talks about his religion? Why would you care if he talks about it to his team or around his team? Why would you be offended by that? Because you don't believe in God. This isn't your business. So why don't you mind yours? That's my question. Uh, But here, maybe the title of this group, which they've been around a long time now, uh, and they're genuinely one of the groups in society, in our country, that they need to be classified as a, a, a hemorrhoid group because they are a royal pain in the ass, typically. Uh, the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Because, you know, it's a big problem in America. Religious groups chasing others down and uh, kidnapping them and making them practice a religion. That happens all the time in America. Don't you know that? Of course it doesn't. But the Freedom From Religion Foundation hates religion. Well, let me let me be clear. They hate Christianity because they never seem to be doing this to a Muslim group or any other group. It's only Christians. Amazing how that is. Uh, They advocate for atheists, non-theists, 
and cl- and clearly don't understand the First Amendment. They are upset about Sanders' act of prayer, so upset about it that he sent a letter. It was an actual letter, probably written in crayon, considering who wrote it, to the University of Colorado in the letter, in the letter rather, that was dated January twenty fourth. The foundation claims that it had been contacted by residents. Ah, we've been contacted by residents who are concerned, who are concerned about Colorado players who are potentially being pressured to pray during steam meetings. See the outrage there? They're outraged because a coach might pray in front of his team or mention he's a Christian or, oh my God, how did this country ever survive with such freedom of religion? Now, if the coach was telling kids, hey, unless you start going to church, you're not going to start, that's that's different. That's that's when the university should say, hey, Dion, you're fired. But he's not doing that. Now, if a coach wants to pray and players want to join him, that's called freedom of religion. That's in the First Amendment, in our Constitution, that the founders graced us with. So the Freedom From Religion Foundation really should know that. Uh, The foundation then called on the university to ensure that Sanders understands that he has been hired as a football coach and not a pastor. Well, uh, where's the evidence he's not? He's recruiting, He's which is a big part of college football, college sports period. You have to recruit the talent to come to your team. So he's a great recruiter. He's been a very successful coach, very young in his career. So you never know. You want to, you know, not uh, not give somebody too much praise until they've really proven something. But I don't see any real grounds they have for being concerned, except that they're busybodies. It also asked for Colorado, the University of Colorado, to ensure that Sanders would quote, not continue to proselytize to his players or subject them to coercive team prayers. Again, I don't believe Deion Sanders is saying you got to pray. And uh, if he says, anybody want to pray with me after a team meeting, a practice, whatever, it's their business to or not to. Uh, so I don't know that proselytize is the right word or coercive but again, this group is very, very, very anti-Christianity. They're the they're the Karens of the religious world. Okay, if you were to have a a a uh, what is it a mascot for the Freedom from Religion Foundation, it would be a woman that looks very much like Senator Karen Elizabeth Warren, fake Indian, uh, and she would be the, the face of the Freedom From Religion Foundation, wagging her finger at you and telling you better not, you better stop that. Instead of ignoring the atheist group, the school responded to the letter a week later. Uh, the letter stated that Sanders underwent some form of, quote, training and came away from it with a better understanding of the University of Colorado's policies and the requirements of the Establishment Clause we really don't have an establishment clause. Okay, you don't even understand the First Amendment. First Amendment's very clear. It's not hard. It's explicitly clear, like most of our, like all of our Constitution, really. I mean, it just is. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment, which is a noun, 
establishment of religion, meaning a state church, or restricting the free exercise or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. What Sanders is doing is freedom of religion. Now, I'm not surprised the University of Colorado has people who are so stupid they don't understand the First Amendment. The Freedom from Religious Foundation are fanatics, let's be honest. And Deion Sanders should be let alone, and the kids should either. This shouldn't be a political thing. Sadly, it, it has become a, a religious issue. Uh, now, a Christian group defended Deion Sanders, the first Liberty Institute, a group I know nothing about. They're a Christian legal group, came to the defense of Sanders in February and made clear the school could be violating his rights in relation to the 2022 Supreme Court case Kennedy versus Bremerton. They said the Supreme Court has repeatedly held that public school employees may engage in religious expression and exercise. Therefore, public universities like CU may not target Coach Sanders or other members of the football staff for exercising constitutional rights on campus. In June of 2022, the Supreme Court uh, sided with a former high school football coach named Joe Kennedy. Uh, who lost his job because of his routine of praying on the field. I think it was after games he would go, I think, to the 50-yard line and pray, and it upset some people, some leftists, really badly because some of the players chose to go pray with him. And, oh, my God, that's people celebrating their faith. Oh, my God, I'm so offended. Uh, whether the topic be football, coaching, or personal hurdles he's overcome, Sanders mentions his faith in the power of prayer more often than not. It's safe to assume he'll continue to do so despite it ruffling the feathers of an anti-religious group, again written by Mark Harris of the Outkick. And you go, Deion Sanders. You go. Good for you. You're on the right side of this. The fact is, certain people want the First Amendment to state that you can't. you can be a Christian, but you better never mention it outside your house or else. A very, very ugly group. They really are, my friends. Uh, let me see here. Now, I'm going to close with a story about a guy in Alabama who was the bomb. I mean, this guy is the bomb. Trust me on that. But first, I want to talk about a piece from Victory Girls. Great blog. You should read it. They don't allow boys to post there. Sexist. But it's a wonderful site, and they have a great piece up. Uh, end of February, this came out. The title is 1619 Project Creator. That is Nicole Hannah-Jones. Uh, she claims that the Chinese, the Chinese people under Mao Zedong, where 60-plus million died, uh, were not oppressed by Mao. Sure, sure, no, he didn't actually lead, his policies didn't lead to the death of tens of millions, because that's not oppression. Oppression to Nicole Hannah-Jones is anyone criticizing her for being a flake historian, a liar, and a race pimp, and not much more. And frankly, not a very impressive person, at least to me. That's real oppression, that I just said that about the great Nicole Hannah-Jones, who really wants you to Embrace the 1619 Project, believe that America was founded somehow when the first white foot touched the beach in Virginia in 1619. She forgets about all the colonial days and the revolution and the, the Articles of Confederation and then 
taking those out and putting the Constitution. She forgets about, you know, close to 170 years of American history between 1619 and our Constitution being adopted. So she's a flake as a historian. Then she, again, 1619, it's all about how bad and evil America is, white people are, and anybody who's who's to the right of uh, anybody, you're either a communist or you're a bad person. Uh, but Nicole Hannah Welsh, I guess she got married. It was Nicole Hannah Jones. Or I'm mistaken, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, but Nicole Hannah Wells, they write on uh, Victory Girls. The creator of the 1619 Project has gotten her knickers in a knot. Oh, not the naughty knickers. And I don't mean naughty in a good way. You ever seen a picture of Nicole Hannah Jones? You'd know that you don't want to think about her knickers at all. That could ruin it for you for the rest of your life. It could scar you. It really could. Uh, because Chinese people were oppressed under Mao Zedong's cultural revolution. Because that's what communists call things that kill tens of millions of people. It's, it's a cultural revolution. They got balloons over there. And it's like so cool and so empowering. Power to the people. Yeah, a few million died. Okay, 60 million died. Or maybe even more. We don't really know yet. But it was like a cultural revolution, man. And it, it promised equality. So it was really cool. Uh, Hannah Jones. Uh, Twitter handle Ida Bay Wells. There's confusion about her last name. It is Nicole Hannah Jones. I don't know about the Wells part. It ties in with her Twitter handle. It's not really important to the character or lack thereof of uh, race pimp Nicole Hannah Jones. She got into a tweet spat with Z Van Fleet, who actually came from China. She's an elderly lady. Not sure how old, but she's probably in her 60s. Uh, this woman, Z Van Fleet, is a proud naturalized American uh, and survivor of Mao's Cultural Revolution. So she lived through the wonderful, glorious, fabulous Cultural Revolution and somehow survived. So she doesn't see the Cultural Revolution or Mao or America or anything else like Ida B. Lyon does. Um, is it just me or are naturalized citizens super Americans? I don't know about that. I don't know. It's a good question, I guess. My Syrian neighbor naturalized more than 25 years ago is super American to the bone. Now, many, many people who came here, like a lot of South Vietnamese people who came here after the Democrats in Congress screwed them, uh, when... When they come here, I think uh, there's uh, author Dean Koontz, one of my favorite authors. He's talked a lot about how great Amer what great Americans they made. And Dean Koontz is more of a libertarian than a conservative or a liberal. But he's got a lot of common sense. So I think a lot of people who come here, I give an example real quick. When I worked at the airport in Dallas, there was an, at a certain point there were a number of Ethiopians who came there. All of them spoke really great English. I mean, great English. They were very neat, uh, very good-looking people, Ethiopians. Uh, and they worked really hard. They were always looking to pick up shifts, work extra, work two, three jobs, whatever it took. 
to to succeed and to contribute. And there was one gal there who was also black because newsflash Ethiopians are black. And she she was talking to me one day. She goes, what do you think about these? And she said that word that starts with N you're not supposed to say. And I said, I kind of looked at her. And said, they said, no, I mean, these, these damn Africans, wherever they're from, Saudi Arabia. And she wasn't a very bright person. But she was talking about the Ethiopians. I said, what about them? Because, well, they're always working hard. Look at They're always talking perfect. They dress nice. And I don't know. I think there might be Al-Qaeda or something. I'm like, Really? You think these people who are really nice and work hard are, are terrorists? He goes, I don't know. I just don't like them. They don't act black. They don't act like me. And I was thinking to myself, well, it's good they don't act like you because you're a bigot. But there was a lot of resentment towards them because they were so, they made such good Americans. Everything, they worked so hard to get their citizenship and to pass their test. And there were a lot of people that got their their, uh, their citizenship that were from Mexico. One was from El Salvador. But when they finally passed their test and, and became American citizens, they were so proud. They were so happy. Those are great immigrants. I mean, those are people who want to be Americans. They come here because they see it's better and they want to be part of it and contribute. People like Ida B. Wells, I'm sorry, Ida B. Ida B. Lyon. They don't get it. This person I used to work with doesn't get it. Uh, and I didn't really talk to her that much after that uh, because she was just not a very not a very nice person. But anyway, back to uh, this piece about uh, the Cultural Revolution and Nicole, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, also known as Ida B. Lyon, uh, apparently believes that no, no Chinese suffered under Mao Zedong. Uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones wrote the 1619 Project in collaboration with the New York Times, the fish wrap of record, among other transgressions. It placed the beginning of the United States in 1619 when the first slaves landed in the colony of Virginia. Hannah-Jones is such an arrogant writer that she not only tried to rewrite U.S. history, uh, but the history of Great Britain as well. There is good enough reason why 1776 is the accepted date for the birth of the U.S. of A. That doesn't help Nicole Hannah-Jones grift. And yes, she's a grifter. She said money, 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 money. That's her, that's her driving force. The date of conception for the U.S. isn't the only rub for Nicole Hannah-Jones. Excuse me. Something in my throat today is irritating me. I don't know what it is. Some, something is blooming. It's allergies. Uh, la, 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 la. The date of conception for the U.S. isn't the only rub for Nicole Hannah-Jones. By the way, her father is black, and her mother is white and Czech and English. Colonized much, Miss Nicole? Plus, she is a sloppy, sloppy, sloppy historian, probably because she doesn't care about history. She cares about lying because she is a noted bottom-feeding, lying race pimp. How about being clear enough? Uh, here's the story. Five historians, five of them, uh, wrote to the New York Times Magazine to ask the creators of the 1619 Project to issue corrections. And these are not conservative historians. These are liberal historians, uh, just so you know. 
including Hannah Jones' assertions on the American Revolution and on Lincoln, the cor- correction request was signed by Victoria Bynum of Texas State University, James M. McPherson, and by the way, I just mentioned his name, get the book Why They Fall by James McPherson. It's about the war between the states, and he glo- goes heavily into letters of Confederate soldiers and Union soldiers, and overwhelmingly both sides did not believe they were fighting over slavery. If you want to understand the war between the states, trust me, read that book. It will help. And he's not a pro-Confederate historian. You can find historians that are very anti-Confederate, pro-Union, and, and vice versa. But he was he was more to the anti-Confederate camp, but he was very, very interested in the truth and history, whatever his perception of it was. And he may explicitly wrote that book for that purpose to, to to educate people. Read it, get it, get it in the library, but but read it, please. The correction request was signed by, again by Victoria Bynum of Texas State University, James M. McPherson, and Sean Willens of Princeton University, uh, James Oaks of the City University of New York, and Gordon S. Wood of Brown University. Historian Leslie M. Harris, who was consulted for the project, wrote in Politico that she had warned that the idea that the American Revolution was fought to protect slavery, which is one thing that Ida B. Lyons says a lot, was inaccurate, a lie, bullshit, if you want to go there, and that the Times made of, uh, made avoidable mistakes in the May 2022 issue of the Libertarian Magazine Reason uh, reporter Philip W. Magnus criticized the 1619 Project as junk history. Magnus contrasted the present work of Hannah Jones with a post, with a past work at historical understanding of slavery by prominent African Americans such as Zora Neale uh, Hurston. Magnus stated Hurston did not aim to bury an ugly past, but to search for historical understanding. Her 19 interview with uh, Kojo Lewis. Among the last last living survivors of the 1860 voyage of the slave ship, slave ship Clotida contains an invaluable eyewitness account of the middle passage as told by one of his victims. Yes, yet rather, Hurston saw only absurdity in trying to find justice by bludgeoning the past for its sins. While I have a handkerchief over my eyes, crying over the landing of the first slaves in 1619, she continued, I might miss something swell that's going on in the present day. If Nicole Hannah-Jones could admit that things have improved, her grift might go away. See, that's the thing about people like that. It's not that they talk about history and the ugly, nasty, disgusting parts of it. No, they only focus on those, and they twist it and turn it as if it's not really improved today. It is truly evil. And sadly, too many people buy into it. Sadly, too many people are kind of raised that way, that you're a victim, 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 you're a victim. All that matters is your color, and that's not a healthy way to raise any child. It just isn't. Uh, But enough about that. Again, Nicole Hannah-Jones, if she could admit that things have improved in America... Her griff might just go away, and she could never stand that, my friends. She got to get paid. I'd be lying, and I'd be getting paid. That's all she cares about. Let us pause to examine the life of Hannah Jones' nemesis, G. Van Fleet. 
she got a student visa and left China for the United States at the age of 26. Now, she rose to fame here in the U.S. fighting against something in Loudoun, Virginia, very liberal part of Virginia. What she was fighting against was called CRT, you know, critical race theory, because she sees critical race theory and what she sees, again, having lived first 26 years of her life in China, what she sees CRT as is propaganda, communist indoctrination, communist shaming, communist mind-numbing uh, propaganda. That's what she sees because she lived under it. Not like I to be making money. Not like I to be grifting. Not like I to be pay me now. No, as a genuine person who lived under it. Uh, she writes, growing up in Mao's China, all of this seems very familiar who finally fled China when she was 26. The communist regime used the same critical theory to divide people. The only difference is they use class instead of race. Back in communist China, it was about class. The haves versus the have-nots, the rich versus the poor. That was a big thing in the Soviet Union as well. A lot of, a lot of communism revolves around equity and equality and fair pay and the rich getting richer, the poor getting poor and victimizing the poor. And of course, they reject things like free republicanism as our country is a free republic. They, re, they don't like democratic elections. They don't like free and open elections. They don't like freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of expression. They want to control everything. That's the nature of communists. They have to because it sucks so bad. Nobody's going to willingly live under it for very long. Uh, she recalled seeing students and teachers turn against each other and the school names being changed. Did you hear what I said? School names being changed to be, quote, politically correct as they were taught to denounce our heritage. How many times have I talked about on the blog, on these podcasts, this is about the statues taken down, critical race theory, all the offended people. It's about destroying America. And you destroy a country by what? Destroying its history and heritage, two of the key things you have to do to destroy a nation. And again, she recalls seeing students and teachers turn against each other and school names being changed to be, quote, politically correct as they were taught to denounce our heritage. Young people today in America are being taught by the millions to denounce and hate our history and our heritage in our traditions and our culture and Western civilization and the values that go with Western civilization and liberty and freedom of speech and the right to keep and bear arms. You can't find anything great about America that the left isn't trying to destroy and poison mind again, minds against, uh, excuse me. She said the Red Guards destroyed anything that is not communist, statues, books and anything else she said we were also encouraged to report on each other uh, to be little narcs little tattletales just like the student equity ambassador program and the bias reporting system those are american things that are happening on college campuses she lived through it in china she knows it when she sees it here 
she should be listened to, not Ida B. making money or Ida B. race pimping. We were all so encouraged to report on each other. Those words are very powerful. Miss Hannah Jones is completely dismissive of, of an Asian difficulties. Unless you face slavery and discrimination in the United States, it doesn't count as oppression, according to her. Here's a tweet from Ida B. Pimpin, Ida B. Race Pimpin. Most Asian Americans arrived in this country after the end of legal segregation and discrimination. Thanks to the black resistance struggle, Yale has directed has direct ties to slavery. Further, the DOJ is not going after the segregated and unequal schools that black children attend. If equity and compliance with the 1964 Civil Rights Acts were truly the concern, we'd see lawsuits against schools for how they apportion resources for gerrymandered school attendance zones for funding formulas. That's another one from Ida B. Race Pimpin. Uh, I assume what sets Nicole Hannah-Jones off on G. Van Fleet was a podcast she did on the Marxist takeover of U.S. school libraries. And if you go to victorgirls.com, a title of the post, 1619 Project Creator, there's a YouTube video there of G. speaking on this very thing. And it's very eye-opening to watch. And I would urge you to go read it, my friends, and go take a listen to it, rather. Uh, so go watch that video. Very important video. Uh, and I'm going to go a little long today. Warning. Because um, there are a couple more things I need to talk about. I need to tell you about this guy in Alabama who is the bomb. This guy. Wow. What a life he lives, I'll, I'll tell you. Now, the the piece at the uh, Victory Girls blog Again, there's a video of G. Van Fleet discussing uh, the takeover of U.S. school libraries and the propaganda and the teaching critical race theory and the communist propaganda and the Maoist uh, cultural revolution stuff that's going on here in our schools. Uh, watch that video. But when the uh, a video apparently was seen by Ida B. making money, Ida B. pimping, uh, I don't know if she actually watched the whole thing. She probably would pull her, her hair out if she did. But she started going off uh, with the first set with a set of tweets, and she was very angry at this Chinese woman for daring to speak about what life was under the hell of com- of Chinese communism under Mao, the biggest mass murderer in world history. Ida B. Wells tweeted this. Someone asked me why is black history specifically being targeted? I said it's because our history has always been political by definition. Our very presence on these lands is the greatest rebuke to the narrative of, of American exceptionalism. We give lie to the lie. Well, you know a lot about lying, Ida. That's for sure. Uh, then there's more from Ida B. Wells. Black history is the most inconvenient to American mythology. In a country founded on the ideals of liberty, we were enslaved. Key word of that, of course, is were a long time ago. The greatest democracy in the world violently suppressed democracy amongst its black citizens for a hundred years after the end of slavery. These truths are hard. It's easier to marginalize, minimize, or suppress these truths than deal honestly, 
on its leave with them and their modern day consequences. That's why we were we know these efforts in Florida and elsewhere have never been about accurate history, but rather the suppression of it. Now, Ida, Nicole, can I call you Nicole? Miss Race Pimp, we understand that things weren't right in this country. Those things, of course, that you never mentioned have been corrected. They don't exist anymore. Those conditions don't exist anymore. Something you never recognize because it doesn't help you pay your bills and fatten your bank account. Because that's why you're doing this. You're a race pimp. Nothing more. You don't care that blacks went through hell, went through slavery, went through the idiocies that happened during segregation and poll taxes and separate but equal and all the other BS. You don't care how they've been screwed by the government many times. Most often, they're still getting screwed by Democrats. You don't care about that either. What you care about is making money and dividing people. Uh, Now, to her tweet about uh, why black history is being targeted, according to Ida B. Wells, it's Nicole Hannah-Jones, as she's known in real life, her Twitter handle is Ida Bay Well or B Wells. Um, G Van Fleet fired this back. Yourself and I, an immigrant from China, for, with two hundred borrowed do- borrowed dollars in my pocket when I arrived more than thirty years ago, are the proof of American exceptionalism. Nicole Hannah Jones isn't suffering. Nicole Hannah Jones is making money. She's got a nice cushy job where she probably will never be fired as some time of made-up professorhood. She's celebrated by many people. Shouldn't be, because she's a lying hack, but she should. She is making that. Uh, this woman, uh, Xi Van Fleet from China, has also made it. So Nicole Hannah-Jones, people like her, oh, it's too much race in America. Black people can't do anything while they're raking in cash. Why don't you do more to help actual black people with actual problems like inner-city crime? Like uh, maybe exploring different political views to accept, adopt, and vote for, other than the same old BS from Democrats that don't do anything but hurt black people. Why don't you do that, Ida B. Wells? Uh, G. Van Fleet then tweeted, Natural rights is a unique to American founding. Amen, that is the truth. Because it of it, we were able to abolish slavery, check, Jim Crow, check, anti-Chinese laws, check, to allow individuals to succeed. What is not unique to America is slavery, which still exists today. People fighting for human rights in China are jailed by the CCP. But it's okay if communists do it, because uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones is a communist. And it's, it's making her rich by peddling their propaganda, so she's okay with it. Nicole Hannah Jones then says, please watch episode five of the quote of the hashtag 1619 Hulu series called Fear. I'm afraid your vision of America does not match the reality. Well, this woman is living here. This is her reality. Uh, G. Van Fleet uh, responded, mine is not a vision. Mine is a lived experience under the enslavement of communism freedom in America, and the current woke revolution aiming to undo America. 
And again, she knows she lived through it in China. She knows what it looks like. Black Americans are enslaved no more thanks to the preserving principles of hum- of, and humanity of this country. Amen. Amen. But again, Nicole Hannah-Jones is making money and she's not going to admit any of this or talk about any of this. She's not looking to uplift black people or anyone. She's looking to uplift her own fat ass, if I may. Now, one more story real quick. I'm over time. I'm sorry. I try to keep it 30 minutes or less. Occasionally, I'm going to go more. Again, you get extra greatness of me, folks. Come on. And here's a story from the OK Corral blog. Alabama is the bomb. And this guy named Robert Devlin, he is the bomb. He is from Lincoln, Alabama. He was arrested, the uh, OK Corral reports, after he drove his pickup truck to Marietta, Georgia, with a bomb inside. Yes, an actual bomb. Devlin then called 911. <laughs> so he's got a bomb in his truck. He then called 911 once he got to Marietta, Georgia, to report to report that himself he had uh, had a bomb for some reason. Marietta police received notification from Cobb County 911 that a tip had come in indicating that a pickup truck parked in the area near the East Gate Shopping Plaza on Lower uh, Roswell Road may have some sort of bomb or explosive device in the back. Talk about junk in the trunk. Police have no idea why he drove the device to Georgia or called 911 on himself. I'm guessing beer was involved. A lot of beer. Uh, Marietta officers went to the area and made contact with Devlin. Uh, Based on the circumstances and statements made by Devlin, officers determined the threat to be credible and immediately began evacuating the area. So whatever sense the story makes, whatever he went there for and then basically turned himself in, I don't know, maybe he was under some kind of threat to uh, take a bomb somewhere, maybe got hooked up with the wrong people, and then he felt like, I can't do this. I don't know, but uh, just a a weird story that I wanted to comment on. Uh, Thank you for listening, my friends. Again, sorry for going over. Gracias. Appreciate you. Remember the three golden rules of life. And of course, this blog. Go Gators. God bless America. And yes, if you are left, you just ain't right. Remember the Delegator blog. Remember the uh, Delegator.net. Remember this podcast. Continue to support it, please, if you don't yet. If you can do, if you can't, that's fine too. If you want to become a donator, All you got to do is go to Anchor, Anchor by Spotify, Anchor uh, dot Doug Hagen, and you will find a financial page you can contribute if you wish to. And if you do, I appreciate you. You can also always leave large chunks of cash on my front or back porch in a plain white envelope. Thank you all very much. Appreciate you. I will be back tomorrow with another one of these. God bless you all. Be good to yourself. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. All those things you're supposed to do. And we'll yak at you tomorrow.
Peace out, bitches.